March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Now, if you were born after 1990 and decided to tune out after hearing colorectal cancer, thinking it's an old person's disease, well, think again. Research shows people born in 1990 have a higher risk of colon cancer than those born in 1980. That's significant for millennials and Gen Z. Doctors are still trying to figure out why this is the case. Here to break it down for us is Dr. J. Cherie Allen. She's a family medicine doctor from Mayo Clinic. Hey, welcome back. Hey, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. You know, when I saw that figure, I just stopped cold in my tracks. and I thought, what? Are you kidding me? This is just, that sounds just crazy. What factors make folks born in 1990 have a higher risk of colon cancer? Yes. So this is like the million dollar question, right? There's so much research um, going on in this area at this point in time. Some of the um, factors we're finding and looking into are things like sedentary lifestyle. So some things have changed with generations, right? With times, we call that a cohort effect. So looking at lifestyle, a little more sedentary, um, overweight, um, smoking, heavy alcohol use, and then processed meats, you know, diets that are high in processed meats, as well as low fiber and high fat, and then seeing some environmental factors as well. But the research is ongoing. Environmental factors. That's interesting. What do researchers think might be in the water in a sense or air? <laughs> That's so funny you put it that way. So no, we're actually looking more so at some of the lifestyle, um, the lifestyle areas, you know, some of the diets as mentioned before, um, the activities or physical inactivity um, that we've mentioned before. So not necessarily a geographic place or an environment or, you know, as okay. we've kind of seen with some other cancers, it's more some of those factors related to the habits of daily living. Okay. So re remind us, how how common is colon cancer in general? Very common. So it's actually the third most diagnosed cancer in men and women in the United States. It's also the third leading cause of cancer-related deaths in the United States. So quite common. One in 23 men, one in 24 women uh, will have a diagnosis of colon cancer in their lifetime. Wow. And it can be dangerous, obviously, especially if you don't catch it in time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, I, as I was preparing for this segment, I was doing quite a bit of reading and someone put it in a way that I really loved. Um, it was an article from Yale and she said, cancer is almost like an intruder in your house. It's that level of threat, you know? So it really is a dangerous condition, but it starts out by just growth of polyps, right? So small masses of cells and they usually start out being pretty benign, um, but then they continue to grow and can develop into cancerous tumors over time. So since we're talking about uh, an increased incidence of colon cancer among younger people, and you know, um, most of us when we turn 50, you're, you're told to get a colonoscopy and people go, oh my gosh, um, and it's just <laughs> part of getting older, right? But should younger people now be getting colonoscopies? Yes, yes. And 45 is the new 50. So it's not 50 anymore. <laughs> 
an average individual, average risk individual should start screening for colon cancer at age 45. So that's the new number. But younger people um, who have increased risk should also consider earlier screening. So some of those things that put you at increased risk, you know, if you have a first degree family member who was diagnosed with colon cancer, you would actually start your screening 10 years before the age of their diagnosis. So it's important to keep in touch with your doctor regarding your family history. So can folks do anything to prevent colon cancer, better diet? I mean, obviously, you were talking about dietary effects. And uh, I'm wondering if people had a pl- more of a plant-based diet, perhaps, or something like that. Would that be helpful? Yes, it definitely will be. And you know, there's nothing that's 100%, but ways to lower your risk, as you mentioned, um, the diet, and specifically when we talk about diet, it's consuming adequate fiber in your diet. So you know, the fresh fruit, the veggies, the whole grains, beans, all of that, adding that extra um, amount of fiber, you want to look at at least 25 grams of fiber um, per day. So just getting specific. But other things like, you know, if you smoke, quit, Um, you know, drinking risk responsibly, exercising, just really trying not to have that sedentary lifestyle. Um, And if you're overweight or obese, um, losing weight. Okay, the exercise part of it is hard for some of us. So to try to get get going, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm wondering, you know, just on a broader uh, look here at millennial health, because that's what you specialize in. Mm -hmm. There was this study by Blue Cross and Blue Shield, which I also thought was interesting. Millennials had 11% more total adverse health effects than did Gen Xers when they were the same age. So what's going on there? Interesting, right? Um, So yes, as everyone knows, I'm uh, really interested in the health of millennials. You know, we are now the largest living adult population in the United States. And so I think, you know, the state of our health has a significant impact on every um, area of our economy. You talk about the workforce um, of the future, healthcare um, consumers of the future, I think is important. So there's still a lot of work um, to be done in this area to figure out exactly what's taking place here. And, you know, I know we started the segment talking about colon cancer, but this report was a little more broad, um, bringing in behavioral health, cardiovascular health. So it looked at more diseases outside of just um, colorectal cancer. And we're not quite sure of the reasons why, but I think it's important for us to recognize that we are seeing these trends that, you know, at this um, same age, millennials are sicker and have more health problems than the generation did before them. And use that, if only, as a stepping stone to getting in with your primary care provider and establishing care so you can understand your risk and your current baseline of health. Oh, gosh. Because you don't think, you know, millennials are, in my mind, you know, we're still young. <laughs> uh, you, know, you don't you don't consider um, any you don't consider your health being terribly bad at this point. You know, we don't we don't. But the truth is, the numbers are starting to show something a little different. You know, going back to colon cancer for a second. So the rates have actually been decreasing quite steadily in older adults, but it's increasing by one to 2% a year in younger adults. So 20%, that is one in five colorectal cancer diagnoses in 2019 were in people less than age 54. 
So something is definitely in the water, as you said. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And so uh, for those who are of age and they're listening, again, going back to the colon cancer that we talked about earlier. So if, if, um, do you suggest if someone's really worried, could they, do they have to get a colonoscopy, the full colonoscopy? Could you get um, the fecal tests or just, should you just talk to the doctor, your doctors? Yes. So if you're really worried and, you know, you have some signs you're concerned about, you know, things like rectal bleeding, so like bright red blood, either in the toilet or in your stool, unusual stool patterns, change in your bowel movements, or even just like unexplained low energy or tiredness, you know, um, you're losing weight that you're not trying to lose, those sorts of things. It's important to talk to your doctor about your options. I always tell my patients, Kathy, the best screening test for colon cancer is the one that you're actually going to do. Mm -hmm. So colonoscopy is absolutely the gold standard, but you do have other options that you can discuss with your doctor as well. All right. Interesting information. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Dr. J. Thank you for having me again. Family medicine physician, Dr. J. Sheree Allen. She's the host of the podcast, Millennial Health.